What's going on, everybody? Hello, 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 and welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships, where we're talking about money and relationships and how this all merges together, because I always say, being the money chick, that we work things out and we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. And so I'm the money chick, and this is why I bring uh, relationship experts on, like Miss Rita here, to talk to us about um, how this acts out, because... I've noticed this teeter-totter effect. So if I help you with your money stuff and that all gets in alignment, then all of a sudden your relationships are starting to get screwed up and you wind up divorced and then you lose half your money. So it's like, uh, hello. And the same thing goes on with our health. And so if we don't build our life from the inside out, which I talk about in my first book, The Emotion Behind Money, um, we're going to have some challenges. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we start talking, I want to remind everybody to... Hit the like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so when Rita and I are chatting, you know, and you'll be notified when we post something up. All right. So, Rita, here we go again, girl. Hi. Hey. You know, so I, I, I want everybody to notice, you know, and I've said it to you now a couple times this morning, but I want everybody on the video to notice how much lighter you Aww. look, how much younger you look, your hair even looks smoother. <laughs> You know, I watched it's it. Just, <laughs> you've, you've, I know, but don't minimize yourself. You no, are growing. Yep. Open up to receive. I got you. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you, you are glowing. So there's, um, when I learned my, the best, you know, or, or the most cutting edge PTSD tools over the last couple of years, I learned them from a man who had done an enormous amount of work on himself. And literally, you know, he almost had a bit of the Einstein hair right, 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 Indian right. with like this, you know, Einstein Holy hair shit. and gas and oil <laughs> consultant. He was a gas and oil consu consultant for a living out of Britain. Anyways, this man literally glowed from all the work that he'd done and, and all the science says the same thing and this is why Jesus glowed and this is why Buddha glowed and this is why everybody glowed is because right. when we resolve the um the old thoughts feelings and emotions that we hold in our body when we start stepping into a higher version of ourselves someone right. who loves ourselves and sees that our voice is and not just not just matters but our voice is a critically important part of the whole. It's a huge part of the whole. And how many women choose not to have their voice? You know, it's funny that you say that. When I first started, you know, I've done TV. I've been on CNBC, Lifetime, ABC, one, two, three. No, I, so it's funny. I'm on camera a lot. And so I had producers point out to me, Julie, you have to put your chin down. I go, what are you talking about? And I didn't realize, like, if you look at the old tapes, of me, like I would creep up like this. And it was because I was realizing I wasn't using my voice. Actually for me, it was in my relationship. And it was like, it was coming out in ways like, like that throat chakra wanted to be heard. And, and I saw an energy healer too. And that energy healer was like, um, I need you to start to sing. Like when you're in the car, you got to move the energy in your voice. And I was like, Oh, that's really funny. So all, I had all these little signs about using my voice. And uh, it was hilarious because now you're saying like, 
you know, we, we don't use our voice and this is what, you know, and why don't we? Let's talk about why we don't use our voice. How do you see when you're working with people how they don't use their voice? Well, they literally don't say anything. I mean, I have to train the women that I work with because they're so shell-shocked from the world outside. And they've got so many filters that their voice has to come through, you know, that they consider. They consider 20 different things before they say a word. Right. And when they walk into my space, I have to train them to tell me what they want because otherwise they try to people please me in our healing session, you know, or think they need to do what I tell them to do or think that, you know, well, you just, I don't know any better and I don't know what I'm doing. And so I'll just do what the expert tells me to do. And I have to be like, look. Oh my you God. You have got to actually tell me what you want. I'll ask, you know, but this is a co-created experience. And we're just, we're so shell-shocked from people yelling us down and telling you that you're wrong and and yeah. punishing yeah. you for speaking and, and consequences. And most of the things that we deal with um, are imprinted on us before the age of seven. Right. So we're in a hypnosis trance state, you know, prenatal to, to seven. And so if you were in a family where, where your voice was suppressed then, you know, my, my dad, he was struggling with a lot of stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when we would cry, he would close the door and walk away. Right. You know, and that, that sends you a message that tells you that your voice doesn't matter. And then we get trapped in that four-year-old version of ourselves thinking that our voice doesn't matter until one day we look in the mirror and we say, I'm beautiful. (laughs) I'm glow. Right. I matter. And then you start speaking all of the rage and the hurt that went down generations past and how women have been abused and manipulated and lied to and and hurt because they were smaller and and not as physically strong and i mean just all sorts of crap there's so much rage that women have bottled up from history from current events it's almost like you're using your voice for your your grandma and your your mom and your great grandma that's so true Like, I know my mom is super proud of me, but what I also know is my mom had to deal with her own frustration that she didn't have the opportunities that I had because she had the, she had the gifts, right? But she was the Mrs. Cleaver, right? Like stayed home, didn't do things. And, you know, it's funny when I hear you talk about having to train people to speak, I remember in the finance world, um, I moved in 2003, my space to a non-traditional financial looking firm. I got rid of all the mahogany desks and I got rid of all of my suits. And I did that because people wouldn't open up and tell me what's really going on from a money perspective because they didn't feel safe. So what I find is that people don't have their voice because they don't feel safe. So like when I'm training other financial planners or when I'm talking to a husband and a wife, you know, it's like, well, how do you create a safe container to start to create a different financial relationship? You know, because that's part of their relationship. I mean, most divorces happen because of the money, right? And, you know, 
money is just the the result of actually something else that's going on, which is why it's important for me to talk to people like you and share this knowledge because it's deeper than the money. It the the money is just the result of what else is going on. And so, you know, I wrote down, um, gosh, I can't tell you how many times I see people, people please, when they come into my office and they're like, okay, so just tell me what it is that I got to do. And, um, and then I'll just follow the checklist. And I'm like going, okay, well, we'll get to that because. And basically what they're saying at that moment is I'm too stupid to be able to figure out my own problems, and I'll never be able to figure it out. It's they're not enough. I give up my power to someone else. So true, and it's interesting because when I try to get people to then like no, like here's here's a menu, here's um, some choices, and and they still they will try to every every doorknob to not have to step into that choice. And you know, I tell people in my industry like this is why we have compliance problems because. We're just doing it for them. And then we're, we're people pleasing, you know, back and forth. And then people aren't authentically actually choosing things that are actually real for them, even though they're smart financial moves. It may not be something that is your driver or your compelling reason. And that's so true even in our relationships, you know. And that- then you'll sabotage it if it's oh. really not right for you. And so that's the gift of of self-sabotage. That is the Because if it's really not right for you, you will sabotage it. And so you sit there saying, I'm do I want all the things I'm supposed to want, but I keep sabotaging myself. That's because that's not what you really want. Right. So it's your higher self looking out for you, sabotaging everything else that you're not supposed to be doing until you finally give up and do the thing that you're meant to do, which makes you feel happy. Because you're not going to you're not going to comply otherwise. You're just going to keep screwing it up because you're angry. Right. And and that just builds over time. And this is where this is all interrelated, because when I tell people when that anger and that rage starts to build up inside, then it crystallizes inside of your body, those emotions. And that's what actually then creates disease. And do you see how and aging it creates aging? And so you look 10 years younger. Why? Because I got rid of everything that wasn't authentically me. Yes. And that has nothing. I want to be very, very clear. That has nothing to do with anybody else except for how I chose to show up in the world. Right? So that's another part of the grieving process. You know, we can make all these stories up. and, And they are stories of how we justify why things turned out. So, So Julie here, I'm a perfectionist. I've always been, and Julie's always done everything right. So to try to explain that I'm divorced was like, oh, there's the flaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't tell anybody. You have to totally lie about it. <laughs> you're dirty yeah, you're like, <laughs> yes, you can't tell anybody there's any. I got fired once, and it was devastating for me because I'm not someone who gets fired. <laughs> you know, because I'm too big of a people pleaser, and I'm too smart, That's and I and so I conform, true. and, you know, I was a good student. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's about the fact that um, when you actually, I heard this, uh, when you actually show up in the world and you're not authentically being you, well, then how can you authentically get everything that you desire because you can't, because you're not showing up in exactly who you are. So then the universe can't give you everything that it is that you want. 
because well, it's almost like choosing ice cream. You know, you've got chocolate and you've got vanilla and you really want vanilla, but everybody tells you that you want chocolate. So you take chocolate mm-hmm. and you don't, you never get vanilla because you never choose the vanilla. Whenever I'm talking to like teenage girls, this is one of the biggest things that I do. I'm just like, okay, well I'll have that. I'm like, Okay, you just said, okay, I'll have that. But is that what your heart's desire? Like, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, that, all those phrases and words are exactly that. No, no, no. <laughs> That's just you. And I'm starting to like, I call, and teenage girls do this all the time because the hormones and everything going through. And I'm just like, no. So I'll like, no, we're not chalking anything up anymore. We're not, no, 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 no. Because I need to crack that heart open and I need to see what what's down there. You know, and, um, right. and once you start digging in there, you know, then people don't even really know how to actually answer that authentically because they've ignored their heart for so long. They're not really exactly sure how to actually do that. Yes. That's part of my job is to wake up people's heart physically, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, energetically. We do, you yeah. know, we do it with movement. We do it with sound waves. We do it with right. oil because when you wake up your heart, awaken your relationships, you know, when you awaken yourself, literally, physically, things start to change because you look differently like you do. You show up differently in the world and, and people respond differently because now you glow. Well, it's funny. When you follow your heart, you glow. The inflammation, I think, is the biggest piece for me physiologically. So it's funny Weight wise, you know, I have through the process lost about 40 pounds, but I got to say my size has shrunk way more because when I started to authentically show up in the world, it was interesting. I would watch when I would show up authentically and hold a boundary in relationships. And this is, um, so we have to understand that if it's your romantic relationship that's screwed up from you not showing up authentically, you have to understand that it's not just that relationship. It's your relationship with your boss. It's a relationship with your coworkers. It's the same relationship with your family, with your siblings, with your children. You are showing up in the world in this way in all of those relationships. Well, and here's the funny little thing. You know, and we were talking about this before, you know, we got on. You're showing up in the relationships the same way you were told to show up in the age zero to seven. So if you watched women showing up in relationships by people pleasing or having dinner on the table right on time, I mean, my mom did that. We ate dinner at six o'clock every night on the dot, not five minutes late. Yep. You know, if, if we're imprinted with those experiences, if we see them the first seven years of our life when we're in a hypnotic trance, that will be generally how we're going to show up for the rest of our lives right. until we say enough until we get so sick or a relationship self-destructs or we self-destruct so many times that we say no more. And then you start the journey to awaken your relationships and awaken your heart and awaken your money. mm -hmm. Right. And and then, so what you start to see, like when it shows up in all these relationships, I had to, I, I didn't realize how much it spidered into all the other relationships I had. And I remember when I started to hold that boundary, you know, what was that now, five years ago when I started to hold the boundary? Um, actually, it's probably longer ago that seven years ago is when I started holding the boundary. Um, I don't really have all those friends any longer. They're not like a part of my life. I don't have the same employees. 
I don't have like everything shifted in my life, everything. And those that stayed in my life, they shifted with me. And it's fascinating. But see, I'm happier. So then happiness is a higher vibration. All you have to do is go read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book of uh, breaking the habit of being yourself and creating a whole new mind. Because Joe talks about that our emotions are certain megahertz and vibrations. And when you're operating on higher vibrational emotions, like happiness, joy, your vibrate, your cells are vibrating at a higher level. So then you physiologically actually reverse your aging. Like this is what so happened. You want to know what I've been doing? It's been hilarious. So I, he redid, <laughs> oh, I know he redid his walking meditations and there's two of them. And you know, I've got my space set up yep. perfectly. So I've got these concert speakers, I've got the mixing board, and I've got his meditations coming at me out of these speakers onto, onto my mat and into my space. And he does these meditations very dramatically. He like adds echoes and into space. You know, it's really great. And he uses all the patterning and the call and response and the, and the, and the right hurts, you know, the, the right sounds to yep. elevate the emotions. And I mean, all of it, it's like this theatrical experience. So I've been listening to those and I have been ah. literally going into my body and because in your throat is your thyroid, right? you know? And so if we don't speak, we're going to have thyroid problems. If we don't, uh, you know, ah. if our heart slows oh. down, we're going to have heart problems and, you know, at all of it. If we're shut down, what are problems again? Huh? Oh, in your throat. If your throat's shut down, of course you're gonna have thyroid problems. Thyroid, but what's the heart? Sure. What did you say? Heart. Oh, the heart would just be the heart. You have heart problems. You have heart conditions. You have, you know, AFib. You have uh, heart attacks, strokes. All so those someone things. that I, so someone who gets congestive heart failure. What would? What's your read on that? From what? What from an emotional processing standpoint is going on? Like when you have a heartbreaking like that, because I literally uh, listen to this literally was just in Costco and I turn around the corner and the boyfriend and his two daughters are talking to some lady and I'm figuring like, okay, we're in his neighborhood. So maybe these are somebody. And he's like introducing me to her and I'm like going, okay, I don't really know who this lady is, but okay, maybe it's somebody he knows from his past. So I'm having this whole, and I'm, I, I gave the lady a hug about what she's talking about how her, you know, her heart. And I go, so I just looked at her and I just said, honey, why is your heart breaking? Why, what's going on in your life that your heart is breaking? And she just stood back and she was like, she started crying. And I was like, oh God. And then I find out later. In Costco, right? You're in the middle Costco. of Costco. And, and then I find out later, my boyfriend goes, help it, that was a nice woman, wasn't she? I'm like, you didn't know her? Like, I just went in for the jugular and started helping her. And I was like, Oh, I made this lady cry in Costco. I don't even remember her name. But but what was interesting is... It's like a one-night stand, isn't it? Her, you know, husband walk walks up and says, her husband says, thank you so much. She needed that. Like she was holding it together, holding it together. And I just kind of cracked her open and made her cry a lot in Costco. And yeah. I was like... So you're an angel. So you're <laughs> an angel. But the angel of Costco. <laughs> And all I wanted to do is get some pre-Christmas presents. Like I know, right? <laughs> right. I don't talk to people when I'm out in public. I'm like, no, this is my space. I, yeah, I'm not going to heal you. Go away. 
<laughs> I don't even mean it was so funny. Then when he walked, when we walked away, and boyfriend's like, "Oh, she was a nice woman, wasn't she?" And I was like, "You didn't know her?" And he's like, "No, I just kind of got the sense that she needed to talk to you, so I just introduced the two of you after I talked to her for a little right, bit, and right. I let you do your thing." And I was like, yeah, "Oh Jesus!" Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're what you're like like I'm a guided missile. People just take me and point me where they want me. And I just go, heal the world, Rita. Heal the world, Julie. Well, but here's the thing that I've realized. Because everything is vibrational, this was a really big tell sign for me because I couldn't understand why when you're a bright light and you lift people up, um, you can feel like you got a lot of weight on you if you're carrying a lot of people. But it doesn't feel like a lot of weight when you're a bright light and you, you activate people's stuff. And you can do that without even speaking. Because what I've learned, because we live in a vibrational universe, that me just even walking into a room provokes everybody's stuff around me. Mm -hmm. And because wherever it is that they're not vibrating at that same level that my light is vibrating, and and trust me, there are people with brighter lights than me that do this to me, right? This is how we, if you understand quantum physics, and not many of us do, but just understand quantum physics is how our cell phones work. That's, that's the best example I can give. That we are all energetically connected, just like a cell phone can connect to somewhere in China. Okay, well, that you as a human being energetically connect to other human beings when you're around. So whether you're conscious to it or not, it's happening anyway. That's why if you're in, I think about um, music as an example. I had pointed out to a friend of mine, I was like, did you ever notice when you're like reliving your patterning from your childhood that uh, what kind of happens is that you listen to all this heavy metal and dark music that's like... Oh, yeah, I did Kid Rock for a while. Yeah, I did Kid Rock. <laughs> and I'm like, but then when you're like the version of you today versus this, you know, the trauma child, you've Rebel. got all this like happy light like music. And I'm like, oh, interesting. So music does the same thing. Right. So everything is vibrational. And these are the little things like my kids were a little um, spicy, I'll call them this morning. So I just turned on my little Alexa here and I just put on some shamanic music that was just in, lying in the background, just kind of. And my kids were like, what's that on for? I go just to kind of put the vibe, chill vibe out there. And it literally like pulled everybody because my kids nervous systems are now getting used to it. So I just actually just start doing that to kind of pull them down as opposed to, you know, like parenting often in the past was like a fear-based model parenting, whereas like, stop it, stop to this, da, da, da. you're punished, I'm taking this away from you. And yes, that's what everybody did. That's how, you know, many of us were raised. And I just decided like, oh, well, we can create it to be more tension or we can create it to pull it back down and I'm going to pull it back down. You know, because then I'm happier. But this is all the stuff where this is all inclusive in all of this. And well, I think people walk into my space and they immediately, it, well, to me, my space feels like Midsummer Night's Dream. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm in some, you know, fairyland. I've created it that way. You know, it, 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 it's literally uh, an out of, you know, a surreal experience when people come off the street. Right. And then they walk into my space night and day and there's colored lights everywhere and there's shamanic music or brainwave entrainment music in the background or rain and there's colors and butterflies and, and it smells good and you know and 
everybody immediately calms down and they're able to stay more present with what's going on. And so you can, you can impact your environment by the environment that you create and that you walk through the world with. You know, I used to go to um, corporations at the beginning of my career and they'd give me a side office and I'd do chair massages and I'd bring all my stuff with me, my essential oils and my, you know, things that make noise and wonderful things and play with the lights and scarves. And (laughs) I would get comments that people as, you know, they would start to feel better just coming down the hall towards the space, whether they had a massage with me or not. Because they could smell it and they could hear it and the energy shifted. When you are happy, legitimately, inside and outside, that's why I don't like the picture of the duck, you know, placid on the surface, but paddling like crazy underneath. I don't like that. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be paddling like crazy underneath. You should be sitting there enjoying the view, you know, floating on the water, you know, and so our environment affects who we are. And this is where, like, when we're talking about today, like, our knowing, right? So it's about, and that's why I put, you know, talked about your knowing trumps all, right? Um, that came from a conversation I had with one of my children. And um, she said, well, I don't know who to believe, Mom. Who's telling me the truth and who's not telling me the truth? I said, it doesn't really matter who's telling you the truth, honey. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I go, it just matters. What does, what do you feel in your heart, in your own knowing what resonates with you? Because one person's could be their truth. This could be this person's truth. But the question is, is what's your truth? And it doesn't really matter who's lying. Like, where do you resonate? Where do you go to? And it's like, then you're building that muscle to be authentic and what's true for you. And, and know that it's okay that what was true for you a couple of years ago may not be true for you today. Or even moment to moment. Yeah. Even moment to moment. So when we're in a conversation, it's a present, ever-evolving, moving thing. And right. if we get stuck in a memory or a thought that even, to, let's say somebody swears at you, you know, and you respond with, I'm not allowing anyone to swear at me, already the moment's different. Already it's shifted. And if you hold on for the next 10 minutes about how they just swore at you, (laughs) you know, the the conversations moved forward. Everything's changed and you're still 10 minutes in the past. And so I let go of things almost immediately, all Mm -hmm. the time. You know, even if it was hurtful and horrible and stabbed me in the heart, you know, they'll do it. I'll have my response. And now what's next? Right. Yeah, it's, but you got you got to keep up with the game, you right. know, because otherwise you'll get you'll get lost and you'll well, lose. And as you're saying that, what comes to my mind is the best gift that anyone can give themselves is to have 10 second memory. Yes. Because yes. if you bring in your memories of your past into the present moment, then this is what you're creating in your future. Yes. Who yes. wants to do that? Usually yes. we want to upgrade from what we've experienced already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I let go of, of every, people get surprised that I, if something happens, I let it go. I legitimately let it go. And then I hold them to the standard of, right. you know, we don't bring up the past. That's not what, what 
what surrounds me. That's not what we have in this conversation. You know, maybe we'll talk about the past, but I mean, but that's different. We're not using it to hurt one another. We're not using it to settle old scores. You know, the right. past stays in the past. We're only talking about what's going on in this moment right now, what's happening. And that's, that's the only healthy way to be. Because if you start to I mean, think about relationships that you have, like how many times do you bring stories in that happened years ago that really are irrelevant to your world today? It's really your fear that something is going to happen to you again, which is why you're pulling the memory in. And we don't realize by pulling that memory in, you're actually creating your fear. Well, and remember the zero to seven thing? Right. If we, usually we're reacting not from what really happened or even what happened 10 years ago. We're reacting to something that happened on our age zero to seven that we didn't have the ability to process through because we weren't, didn't have the verbal or, or ability, the skills to, to process it through. And the question is, is why? It's because you have something unresolved emotionally. Yeah. yeah. That's where, and many people will say, well, okay, well, I've been seeing a therapist for years, blah, blah. I want people to hear loud and clear that scientists have now figured out, you know, I learned this back in 2012, way before other people were talking about it, at Deepak Chopra's symposium that he had, this amazing quantum physicist was there and said, we now know that something that could take 10 years of traditional psychotherapy can now take 30 seconds if you work with an expert that works in the holographic way of the universe. And that which is, is why you work with me. Work, exactly. Right? Which is why you found me and you said, you know what? I'm tired of wasting years and years and years and years in therapy. I need something that's faster. And the science shows us that you can take all of your spiritual traditions that you've been using all of your life. And if you learn to use them strategically and you use them, if you use them and use them strategically, you, you can heal things in seconds. Yes. Seconds. And people and you're like, how does that you happen? Help others. You know, mm -hmm. I was just told the other day, so as I've been improving my physical body outside of, um, you know, so as I've been showing up in the world more authentically, you have, your physical body is the last thing to actually shift because that's the, the density, this, you know, that you have. And Heavy. what I'm noticing is that, you know, as I, most of us think like, okay, well, if you're out of shape and then you're getting in shape, well, you got to be careful how you're doing your exercise because you can hurt your physical body. One of the things that I have realized really, really strong is the fact that, and this is, again, this was my knowing, because this is about trusting your knowing. Like, I'm like, there's not something wrong physiologically. I'm just getting pain in my body. But what I didn't realize is that that pain is unprocessed emotions, and like one of the tools that I used is Young Living Oils has this oil called Release Oil. And whenever I take that Release Oil and I put it, I rub it on the part of the body that actually has that pain, literally, Rita, what you just said, 10 seconds, it's gone. Brilliant. Right. Because, because we're holding, yes, we're holding thoughts, feelings, and emotions in our body that maybe intellectually we've let go of in therapy or we've rationalized in some way. But the, the marker is still in our body. Our nervous system still reacts. Our subconscious still reacts. Right. And so if you want to move forward, you've got to reverse those triggers in right. physically in your body. And it's not some mysterious, like, you need to 
you know, you need to do something that's outside of your your realm. You don't have to become a different religion. All all you we, have to do is learn how to use the tools you already have right. and to use them. And if you do those two things, then your life will dramatically change. And that's what I, I teach women is yep. what tools do you have? And I'm going to support you until you make it a habit that you use them. And then you'll just keep it's like it's like an, an investment portfolio. If you just keep investing in it, it's going to grow and it's going to grow more than the money you put in. So if you yeah, put time like into spirituality. I mm -hmm. met a guy, what did he do? He bought like five shares of McDonald's back in like 1960 or something like that. Today it's worth 900 grand. Because <laughs> he you know, never I'm just saying. It. He put like a chunk in at that time, a small chunk, and voila. Yeah, it's like you're telling the universe, I'm ready. And it doesn't even matter the amount of money. What matters is that it's outside your comfort zone. Right. You know, when I price sometimes with, with people, what I actually want to price them at is what stretches them. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want you to pay me what, what, you, what will make you show up to these calls right. and is a little bit uncomfortable, but doesn't mean that you're, you know, putting another mortgage on your house. Right. What exactly. I want is is the thing that pulls you forward into your future. I want your future faith in yourself to do what needs to be done so you keep showing up and following this process. Well, and some of you, to really follow your knowing, um, you may not know what that is, but when I'm working with clients, I'm like, well, what makes you giggle? Because one of the first questions I always ask people when they come to meet me is I say, hey, um, if we're sitting here three to five years from now, what would you like to have happen in your life? And they go, Every person says this. What do you mean? Financially? I go, I don't care. Financially, in your work life, your relationships. Well, do you want an ice cream shop? Do you, do, you yeah. do you want to have great sex? What are you looking for? <laughs> Why does it always leave? I wanted to have great sex. I did. There was a part of my life because of my sex abuse. I totally, I was shut down for so long. I was like... <laughs> I went to a doctor when I was in my 20s. It was horrible. I got traumatized by it. I, family doctor, I said, I'm having problems being interested in that kind of a thing. And his response was, you know, well, relationships are hard. And I sat there thinking, you jerk. I just went to a doctor and I exposed myself, you know, and I said, I think there's something physically wrong with me. And there was. I was shut down. I was closed down. You know, and we just get these platitudes that say, well, so women think that they have to be physically shut down to their entire lives. And that is so wrong. Remember when I told you, I said, you do this work and what's going to happen? I just had somebody. It was so funny. I referred somebody to, uh, uh, I'll call him a, a spiritual intuitive to get some guidance that this person does a really great job of tuning into somebody who they are authentically and then giving them a checklist of things to start to get themselves more in alignment authentically in the world. And it was funny when you talk about shutdown, what this person told was told was you need to um, take care of that. You need to go do that. You need to <laughs> go have sex or go masturbate. What? What? And it was funny because she's like, uh, Julie, I can't believe that this is one of the recommendations. I go, well, what do you think about it? Cause I just learned not to judge. Like, we get guidance from different people and places. And, and she's like, why well, get exactly why it was recommended? I go, 
Well, there you go. I said, if you know, you understand and you got it and you heard it, well, go do it. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you need smaller steps, like learning how to put lotion on and pick lotion that smells good and feels good and to put it on every day and have a sacred space where you put it on and you do it in a little bit of a ritual and you write, light some incense, you know, sensuality and sexuality is more about how we feel. And when we start treating ourselves, it doesn't have to be some crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about doing the little things that bring your body pleasure, like taking a second and smelling your cup of tea, you know, taking a second and slowing down your breathing. And that's how your sensuality and your creativity and your passion and your womanhood comes alive. Not because you find someone else to trigger you into some nervous system release. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's true. Let's talk about that because you can, um, you will attract the same challenges if you're not addressing how, if, if you don't, show up in the world differently, you're going to get the same thing. You're with a different face and a different name. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed this years ago when I had this friend in college. Um, and I always, I always tell this story. Like I always um, wound up, I was just a giver. I was a huge giver and I was a huge people pleaser. And I would always pick up dinner and I would pay for it. And um, there was one time I sat there and I was like, we were going out on a Friday night. I was in my twenties and I was like, Hey, um, and I ordered a steak for dinner and we were having beers. We left this place at like 2 a.m. And I go, she goes, there's the bill. And I was just like, yeah, you're going to pay it tonight because that for all the times you screwed me out of tax and tips, you would always split the bill, but never would pay for the tax and the tip. And I just was like, whatever, because I'd have a few drinks and we'd be like, whatever, I got it. And she just took the bill and she paid it because she knew it. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know, I stopped spending so much time with this person wouldn't you know, who did I wind up meeting when I did my MBA? Different face, different name, same chick. And I was like, yeah, yep. I don't need to learn this lesson twice. So we tend to not only in romantic relationships, but also friendships. Like we tend mm-hmm. to attract the same person. I was like, and I just mm-hmm. had my, my radar up going, oh yeah, I'm not doing this twice. Yeah, you know? because our blind spots stay the same. And so right. if our blind spots stay the same, then we keep bumping into the same problem. So you actually have to walk towards the things that you don't understand and resolve them, which is why we keep getting attracted because we keep wanting to resolve these problems. Hey, I have to hop off. Yeah, no worries. And I was just going to say, this is why I was saying like, if you don't show up authentically in the world to exactly what you desire and you negotiate yourself away by people pleasing or any of the other things, um, you're going to keep getting the same pattern. So we need to just shift it. So Rita, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, RitaHickmanCoaching.com. And um, I do things with women all over the world. I only work with women and I work with them all over the world. So we can do it through coaching. And if they're local in the Chicagoland area, then I have them come see me because the body work is just priceless. Perfect. And I've got a link here. You can get my Awaken Your Wealth book for free. You just have to pay for your own shipping. Um, That way we're collaborating on it. It's not just me giving it. It's you buying into what you want to create in your life by paying for your own shipping. And Rita and I are both here to help and we look forward to seeing you guys again. Thanks for joining us. Bye everybody. Bye.